great to be in the house of the Lord tonight. And uh, there's some things that people are really afraid to do, and that's to talk in public. But think of pastors who have to not only talk in public, but have to prepare messages and realize that they have to give an account to God regarding what they preach. We're looking at the Bible today and we're seeing in the evidence of what's happening around us in this world. If you could take your Bibles and we're turning to 2 Timothy 3, 1 to 5. And it's a last day's warning of what's coming and what is and what has been. We are seeing the fruits of what happens of when sin abounds. The problem in the world today is it's not the fact that there are more sinners, it's the fact that there are less righteous. I hear of stories from my father and my mother when I was a, a child that on Sundays there was no shops open. Only the church doors were open, and for good reason. Let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 1-5. to This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, Without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And as we begin the year of 2019, we're seeing the fruits of this above passage. People are trying to bring attention to themselves by making themselves feel better by having this attention. Gay pride and Mardi Gras, blasphemers, people without natural affection. I was shocked and stunned during a week when I've been doing some research with this that in New York... They've passed a bill for abortion the day, listen, the day before the child is due. They were smiling while they were signing it. And I'm thinking, how bad is this getting? Without natural affection. We see people throwing the dice of taking drugs. People dying, and the do-gooders throwing up their their arms and saying, well, what can we do? Let's test the pills, they say. How dumb is that? Man thinks he's smart, and that is the reason why we are in the state we are in, because people don't love God. They don't love his ways. They don't love what he stands for. The love of many shall wax cold. They love themselves more than God. 
They are God, little g. Let's pray. Dear Lord, Heavenly Father, thank you for your word that we may read without persecution in this country. Thank you for the truth that it contains. May the central theme be not just about the warning, but about your love, the Lord Jesus, for mankind. That he says these things for our admonition. That we may, through your spirit and your power, walk upright, be not afraid, and be bold to point out sin. That we see the world around us moving at such a rapid rate that is coming to a climax, Lord. We pray for those who, over the internet, who may not, or in this building, who may not know you, Lord, that they may see their need of a saviour. See the warning signs and that they may walk with the righteousness of Christ that is given to them. That they turn from death to life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Concerning the last days, in Matthew 24, 3-12, the disciples said to Christ, When shall the sign of thy coming be? He said, you shall hear of wars and rumours of wars. Recently at the moment, in Venezuela, there is apparently some things that are going on that aren't actually uh, above board. There are powers at play that are moving pieces into position whereby we hear of a rumour of war. We see China pushing and moving into Southeast Asia and moving into the China Sea. I was shocked and stunned when I was talking to my brother recently on the phone and he was telling me about Darwin. The Darwin Port Authority has been handed over for 99 lease to China. So they are starting to flex their muscles, so to speak. Kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in diverse places. Right now there's... Bushfires in Tasmania. Let's look at it from a local point. In Tasmania, there's bushfires. Uh, there's floods in Queensland. Yet people want to bury their head in the sand block, put their fingers in their ears and say, this is not happening. Well, the Lord say, this will happen. And it's going to happen. And if we're looking at the last days, you see many false prophets arise. And many shall be deceived. And Jesus turned around and the last part of that said, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. I'll have to show you some things that, if we talk about something that's came out of this, regarding the things that are happening in the world at the moment, and I had to, to really sort of, Check it out. But I was stunned and shocked again. I shouldn't be stunned and shocked because God said this is going to happen. That you probably can't see is the Board of Mail. Councillor speaks why I had abortion. I'll read snippets of it. And by the way, I'm not... 
I don't want to think anyone that I'm, I'm not self-righteous. It's only the righteousness of Christ that I have because of him. I too have sinned. I too will sin, but I have an advocate. Sin is sin. And which way you cut it, no matter what you say or do, it's still sin in the eyes of God. Pro-choice is about knowing what is best for you. And I know this was best for me. Self-care is really important. I'm very confident in the decision that I made and it was my right to choose what's best for me. There's no right or wrong. Well, counsellor, this book says otherwise. God is not happy when you shed innocent blood. I don't know the background of what happened. I don't know what the circumstances are. But it's sad when we have people publicly putting their name to those things. And it's sad to see without natural affection. Why do you want to kill your own child? It's part of you. I did what I thought was right. Many many say that they do what they think is right, but what does God think? What does God say? Timothy must know that through the gospel times there were times of reformation that even in gospel times there would be perilous times. There would be difficult times. Men shall be wicked. Sin makes times perilous. When there is a general corruption of manners and of tempers, this makes the times dangerous to live in. We're seeing prophecy coming to life more and more. But it's the rapid rate at which it's working that we can see. Times are perilous when men will not be held by the bonds either of nature or common honesty when they are without natural affection and truce breakers. See what a corruption of sin nature is. How it deprives men even of that which nature has implanted in them for their support of their own kind. Times are perilous when men are false accusers, having no regard to the good name of others or to the religious obligations of oath, but thinking themselves at liberty to say and do what they please. Sad. Real sad. Galatians 5.22 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times, in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Men love their sin more than they love God. 
As Christians, we live in a world, but we're not of it. John 15, 18 to 27. Please take your Bibles and turn there. John 15, 18 to 27. This is the world hates you. And when you really study as to the reason why Jesus Christ was hated and why his name is hated, it's rather strange that in movies you don't hear you don't hear Muhammad, Confucius, Buddha, you don't hear hear their names being blasphemed, so to speak. They're not gods. They're not a god anyway. John 15, 18 to 20 reads, 18 to 27 reads, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Verse 21. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me, that being the Father. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not, they had, not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. They've been exposed. So. He that hateth me hateth my Father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my Father. That is a very strong statement. But this cometh to pass that the world, the word, sorry, might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye shall also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Now I want to read to you from uh, a... Website regarding it's a bit like the voice of the martyrs, but this is happening right now throughout the world. Evangelists recovering two years after an attack. Two years after an attack, and radical Hindus left him nearly comatose. Dr. Anjana Swami is gradually improving. The evangelist was hospitalized with a brain hemorrhage in 2017 following the attack and subsequent police interrogation. He'd been distributing gospel tracts near a Hindu temple. Asia Bibi, you've probably heard of it, living like a prisoner. Three months after her acquittal of a blasphemy charge, Isaiah Bibi is still living like a prisoner, hiding from angry mobs in Pakistan who want her dead. Vietnam. For many years, Christians living in the highlands of Vietnam have faced persecution and harassment from both government agents and fellow citizens. In this communist country where Christianity is considered a threat to the regime, Hmong Christians face frequent 
discrimination. Algeria. Christian acquitted of blasphemy charges. An Algerian Christian farmer from a Muslim background was acquitted of blasphemy of charges on 30th of December. This farmer became a Christian in 2013 and his wife's family discovered his conversion. Because of their threats, the farmer moved his family to another province. Tanzania. About 20 Maasai warriors attacked four young Maasai Christians at a Sunday morning church service recently. Listen to this. Listen to how young these, these Christians are. They were whipping them and they beat them with clubs. Muri, 16. Lolash, 19. Lukatina, 16. And Saramai, 17, had placed their faith in Jesus. China, church declared illegal. Officials in China's southwestern Sichuan province raided the Fountain of Life Church on Thursday, the 10th of January, declaring it is illegal and triggering fears that it might be closed down. The church was holding a Bible study when law enforcement authorities and personnel shut it down. Nigeria. In Nigeria, Fulani militants look to set to continue devastating attacks against Christians in the north and south central Nigeria. In the first six months of 2018 alone, they killed up to 6,000 and drove 50,000 from their homes. India. In areas throughout India and Myanmar, Christians, Christmas was not a season of peace. Now, apparently, um, Chris Pinto in the States, who run Adullam Films, who gave us uh, a, light, a lamp in the dark, he, he, did, he put those together. And he said in a podcast just recently, Chris, uh, in many Christ, uh, non-Christian countries, when Christmas is celebrated, it is a time of massive persecution. Huge. And this is what's happened. Christians faced violence and resulting injuries, and those opposed to the message of Christ were what stoned, slashed, and terrorised. This one. Listen to this, young ones. Joshua, in Uganda, a 10-year-old Ugandan boy has been beaten by his father and uncle ever since they learned three months ago that he left Islam to follow Jesus Christ. despite the repeated beatings. Joshua has not waved in his faith. China. More than 100 members were arrested during a crackdown in uh, Autumn Rain Covenant Church. Both Pastor Wang Yi and his wife, Yi Yang, have been detained for allegedly inciting subversion of the state. Egypt, you want to talk about Big Brother. Facebook post leads to an imprisonment. An Egyptian court has sentenced a Coptic Christian to three years in prison after he was found guilty of insulting Islam in the first degree. Publishing a post on his Facebook page that insulted Islam. Laos. A village leader and his wife placed their faith in Christ recently after experiencing the love of some local Christians. The village leader had visited a local spirit priest seeking healing for his wife who had been suffering from a serious illness. But these Christians found out about this and gathered around the family to pray. And so through their testimony, we see people being saved. Now why was Christ hated and his followers by so many in the world? 
And this is from the church leaders' website. You see, Jesus confronted the religious leaders and followers with the truth. Matthew 23, 27 to 39. We won't read the whole lot of it, but I'm going to go through it. Now, what happened was, is you've got the seven, I call them the seven woe bombs. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. You see, these, these rabbis were used to people, and the scribes were used to people giving them lip service, crawling to them, so to speak. Even ye so also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Jesus Christ did not mince his words. Ye serpents, ye generation of vipers, how can you escape the damnation of hell? Wherefore, behold, I send unto you prophets and wise men and scribes, and some of them ye shall kill and crucify. And some of them you shall scourge in your synagogue and persecute them from city to city. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stonest them, which are sent unto thee. How often would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings. And you would not. You shall not see me henceforth till you shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. It's been said that pastors have two voices. One for gathering the sheep and the other one to drive away the wolves. The second, Jesus loved outcasts. The religious leaders of the day hated Jesus. He did not spend time with them, nor did Jesus show them any honour. Instead, Jesus spent time with the outcasts, the poor, the lowly, the sick, the needy and the helpless. Think about this, that Jesus called together a group of disciples that were fishermen and tax collectors. Those people were looked down upon greatly. Their mission turned the world upside down though. God uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Thirdly, he was qualified and able to forgive sin. Jesus was hated for many things, but at the heart of the religious community was an intense hatred for Jesus' authority to forgive sins, an authority that transcended their own life and it caused jealousy. They didn't believe Jesus looked like the promised Messiah. And when Jesus taught, he did so with authority unlike the scribes. The reason Jesus was eventually nailed to a Roman cross was based on a fundamental rejection and hatred of Jesus' divine authority. He was the one who could save them and they rejected it. And so it is today when Jesus died they thought their problem was finally gone. And when they heard the news of the resurrection they were greatly troubled. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests all that had taken place. And when they had assembled the elders and taken counsel, they said, Listen, we've got a problem. There are rumours are going around that Jesus Christ is alive again. So what did they do? They paid off the soldiers and said, Hey, listen, say you fell asleep. Say the disciples came and took the body. It says in 
God's word that be sure your sin don't find you out. And it's exactly what happened to these these men. Today the world still finds Jesus' authority troubling. They continue to spread believe lies about Jesus, ignorant of the reality that what will happen before the throne of God in the near future. We are living in the last days. We see it. A lot of things are suppressed by the media. There's a lot of things suppressed that we don't hear of. Just like this week, I've never heard of Joshua in, in uh, Uganda. And that's why it's really important that we pray for our brothers and sisters throughout the world who are being persecuted. That we in Australia aren't being persecuted at the moment. But there's a time coming. Jesus Christ said it. Remember that the world hated me first. The world hated me first. Man is appointed once to die, then the judgment. For those of you who don't know Christ, I pray that you do after this message. The second you die, you'll go into eternity. The single biggest choice you will make is to whether you accept Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord. Now, I've just given you solid, irrefutable evidence as to what's going on. God said this is happening, and it's going to happen, and it will happen, and it has happened. The media want to keep you ignorant. Society doesn't want to recognize there's a God who is a son who came to earth as a physical presence, died on a cross, and was resurrected on the third day according to his word. He said this would happen. It happened. Religion is man's way to appease a wrathful God. God's way is that Christ came to do business with his Father, and that he did. One day, Christ is returning for his church. The decision is yours. God sent down to you this word. He's seeking and offering salvation through his Son. Repent and agree with him regarding your condition before him. Turn from death to life. Turn from what you think is right and wrong and look and follow the righteous one, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him place you into his position of salvation. And trust and place your faith in what he did for you in your place. He shed his precious blood so that you may have eternal life with him. Here's the best part. As evidence of this sacrifice, Christ was raised three days later. He said he would. Ultimately, what is your position and condition before God? True Bible-believing Christians, the world is a battlefield, not a playground. The Bible says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. We had to be on guard, we had to watch, we had to pray. 
1 Peter 5.18 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about whom he may devour. I want to go back to Matthew 24, 3-12. Because in that, and I only learnt this the other week, God is creator, God is sovereign. Now I shared this with Johnny Mac and Andrew, which we'll go back to Job in a second. And it says here, there shall be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. God controls the weather, not man. He likes to think he can, but God is the one that controls it. Okay. Job 37, 9 says this, Out of the south cometh the whirlwind, and the cold out of the north. By the breath of God, frost is given, and the breath of waters is straightened. Also by watering he weareth the thick cloud, he scattereth his bright cloud, and it is turned around again by his counsels, that they may do whatever. So he commanded them upon the face of the world in the earth. He causes it to come, whether it for correction, for his land, or for his land, or for mercy. Hearken unto this, O Job, stand still and consider the wondrous works of God. God uses weather events for his pleasure. He uses it to bring about warning. He uses it for correction. He also uses it for mercy. This January in Aubrey alone has been the hot, one of the hottest summers there has been. There has been hot summers, I'm sure. I've been here 15 years. But in these 15 years I've lived here, I've never known so it was so hot. And what I mean by so hot, it was so hot at night. We're getting minimum temperatures between 21 and 25, 26. So there's, it was relentless. It's not so much the 42s and 43s, it's what's happening at night. And we could have warned Australia what was happening if we went ahead and proposed that whole idea of same-sex marriage. We are literally pulling a mountain down on our head. The problem is, is that we can warn people, but they don't listen, and they don't want to listen. It's really sad that people think they're okay with God. I used to think that too. I heard the gospel from a young age. I had listened to my mum, my brothers talk about God. I remember the one thing that at a Billy Graham crusade, and I was standing next to my dad. And dad said, yeah, I have a belief. My wife this, my wife that. She does this, she does that. And when my dad finished, the guy turned and said, you're not getting to heaven on your wife's coattails. You go to heaven 
because of the blood of Christ. And it stuck with me for a long time. So at the age of 31, after living a life of what I thought was right, that I'm okay, that just because I believe, I believe but I didn't have a relationship. So you can have this head knowledge, but it's this here. It says in God's word that even the devils believe and tremble. But it is Christ, what he did for you, and I'm continually learning, just probably like yourselves, that we're not hopeless, but we're helpless. We have a hope. We have Christ. But we are helpless without him. And it's going to be a sad day when the world realizes, when the church is taken away and raptured, of what's going to unfold. My dad used to say, there's, t- uh, there's two words that you should never want to hear and that's if only if only I had done this if only I had done that so salvation is God's way of saying hey I'm in control I control the weather I offer salvation that was offered by the Lord Jesus Christ that's the only thing I'll accept It took the death of the Lord Jesus Christ that we may have life. So that when we do die, we have hope, we have faith in Him. Then we continue to look to Him. That we continue to see God's hand in our life. I was saying to Brother Miles this morning, how great is it that we get to meet four times a week. We get to come here on Sundays. We get to meet on Wednesday. We get to meet Saturday mornings. Where would you be without Christ right now? Every single one of us would be on a road to destruction. Eve thought she thought, well, I'll decide what's right. Look what happened. Cain thought he thought what I do is right. I'll offer God the fruit of my hands. The earth was cursed. He offered God something that was cursed. And so it has been for all, for 6,000 years that the one who was obedient, Abel, gave of his first of his flock. Just as God had asked. We see in Genesis 22. Let's turn there. He's not just a type, but a forerunner. Genesis 22. God tests Abraham. You're seeing a picture of what God tries to use people and show them a forewarning 
of what's going to come. God tests Abraham, 22. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest. And get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell of thee. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. Three, okay. And he claved the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went under the place that the God had told him. This is so, so good. There is so much fruit in this, this piece of scripture. Then on the third day... Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place off afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide here with the ass. So there was two left behind. I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come un again unto you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they both went of them together. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham his father and said, My father, he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Now, this is where it's really important. And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went of them together. Abraham knew and understood that his son would be resurrected. I don't know about you, but I don't think I could have done that. Yet, an angel of the Lord, in verse 11, says, An angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thy hand upon the lad. So he'd actually stretched him out, had the knife ready to go, neither doth do anything unto him. For I, now I know that thy, thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, an only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold him, a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering. In, and I'm not saying this because my last name, but in the stead of his son. There you go. In the stead of his son. We'll finish off with two more pieces of scripture. Go to Hebrews 11. The Hall of Fame of Faith, as it is so called. Hebrews 11.8 By faith... 
Abraham when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out, not knowing where the, he went. God said, move, he did. Finally, 1 Corinthians 2, 6-16. How about we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world know. For, the, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. I'm okay. See, I can, I can uh, be happy in, in the knowledge that my good works outweigh my bad. And God says, no, I only accept the sacrifice of Christ. Neither can he know because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself the judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Even so, Lord, come. We are only seeing the return of Jesus Christ growing closer and closer. And it's going to get a lot heavier. I just say to you young ones, pray, read this, rely on Christ. I say to the fathers and the mothers, pray for your children. Bring them up in the admonition of the Lord. And I say to the elderly, if you are saved, look back on your life and you look at what Christ has done for you. What he continually, what he continually does, and within a split second, you're going to be in his presence. How long? How long? We see the warning signs. Pray for others who do not know. Pray for friends. Pray for family. Because when the church is raptured, that's when things are going to get real heavy. May God bless you with what he's taught me, but more so, rely upon him. Not the arm of flesh, but Christ and Christ alone. Amen.